Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Confessions of a Creative Director, the original podcast made by a creative director for creative directors, for people aspiring to be creative directors. Really, it's for creatives of all types. This is a safe place. This is a place for you uh, to just learn about how creative people think. So I'm glad you guys are here. I'm excited to be back, but I just wanted to give you an update um, on the book. So my very first book uh, called What's the Big Idea? An Indispensable Guide to Becoming a Kick-Ass Creative Director uh, is coming together. I've put it out in the world. It's going to be out uh, on Black Friday, November 25th. Uh, on Amazon. So be sure to order your copy. I'm going to try to do an advanced thing. So maybe we can get some people ordering the book in advance of the launch, but I'm super excited. It's in its final uh, phases here. It's getting formatted and uh, it's just a really exciting uh, time. And I'm super excited to share it with the world. It's a really a compact little book. It's just a guide for people that are aspiring to be creative directors, or maybe they're new to the role, or they just need some uh, inspiration or some things to think about. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a very useful tool. So uh, keep uh, your eyes out for that. On today's show, uh, I have a very special guest, uh, Will Chow, who is uh, who oversees all of the uh, creative advertising, social, in-store, everything you can imagine for Whole Foods. And um, as of late, also for Amazon Fresh. Uh, so this is basically someone overseeing a whole big uh, team of people that are working on everything for the amazing Whole Foods brand. So it's a really interesting conversation Fair warning, I'm like jumping around all over the place because uh, Will is just such a great person and he has um, so much, uh, so many insights to share and we're making all these connections and kind of jumping all over the place. So fair warning, uh, I get a little excited, I'm jumping around the place, but but Will was able to roll with the punches and and just, uh, you know, hang with me. So uh, hold your hats, hold on to your hats for this ride and this great conversation with Will Chow. Hey, Will, how are you? Hey, honey, how are you doing? Not too bad. We finally, uh, we finally made it work after a, yeah. a, couple, a couple of weeks of, of chatting about it. Uh, right. We finally made it work. So I'm glad that uh, we were able to uh, put this together. How are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah, like everyone else, you know, just surviving. Yeah, as as I was uh, thinking about our conversation, right, I was thinking back, and it's like, how did how did I how did I meet Will? And I remember that it was um, through an introduction from a colleague of mine, Vince Murray, who's at an ocean. And then in doing just sort of, you know, as we started talking, I'm like, wait a minute, he also knows a good friend of mine from Austin, Victor Lujan. He also oh, knows. Yeah. He also knows uh, uh, Rob Burnham, who's been who's one of my favorite guests that I've had on the podcast. And I'm just kind of looking at all our mutual connections, and I'm like, Will's the man. He's super connected and and well respected. And it was just I just wanted to share that with you because it's it's not often that you see someone that has that many sort of really great connections and you know have a lot of people in common. I just thought it was kind of cool. Uh, so I think it think speaks to to you and your experience. Oh, thanks, Jaime. I think it just means that that I'm also 
I'm just old. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're old, then I'm then I'm super old. But uh, um, tell me, so super fascinated yeah. about what you've got going over there at at Whole Foods. Give me sort of give us give the audience a little uh, kind of you know elevator pitch of what you've got going on mm-hmm. over there because I can only imagine what a massive operation it is that, that uh, you're overseeing over there from a from a creative and, and content point of view. So just kind of give us an overview, if you will. Sure. Yeah. So our creative team here um, handles everything in house, everything from uh, paid media, brand campaigns, whether it's traditional media like outdoor. Uh, national TV campaigns, um, uh, paid digital campaigns. We oversee that. Um, we also have a, a team here that oversees all of our packaging design. So if you go yeah. down to the store, we have two private label brands. We have our 365 by Whole Foods Market brand, which is kind of like our value brand, and also our Whole Foods Market brand, which is like our Uber premium brand. So our uh, packaging design team, which is part of our creative department, we kind of oversee, you know, um, every new product that's launched. And uh, we went through a rebrand of that over the last couple of years, both house brands. Uh, what else? Um, email. Um, we oversee our, our maintenance and design of our site. We went through a rebrand of our site a couple of years ago. Um, and when you go to the store, um, pretty much everything that's not nailed to the wall uh, our team has touched, whether it's like um, uh, posters pr- promoting certain sales or brand type posters, um, even even down to like the small little like sales signs, the little yellow tags, little yellow buttons. So our team does all that. So we do, you know, a lot of above and below the line um, work. So every, every touch point along the customer journey, our team uh, touches all that work. So, I mean, you come from an agency background, so that must be a big shift from working on big campaigns to yeah. now working on, you know, the, the, you know, the most minute detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, you know, I, I, it'll be five years of January since I've been here. And, uh, you know, when I was on the agency side, you know, uh, I didn't really have any realistic perspective in terms of what it was going to be like coming over to the brand side. and. I remember having conversations with friends at that time. They said, oh, man, you're, you're selling out getting to take the country club job. And I look back now, man, it's like, I've never worked so hard in my life. Uh, <laughs> but I love, I love this job. Uh, I honestly do every day. It's, uh, it's all about those little details. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, must, I must imagine that you get a lot of satisfaction from knowing. I would imagine there's a lot of instant um, gratification or knowing that something that you made, let's say on the, on the store floor is actually driving actual sales, right? Do you get, do you get that kind of data? Like that, that your creative is, is driving sales? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that was a mind shift for me, you know, like coming from the agency side, you know, what we, what I used to value doing those high profile pieces of work and campaigns and awards and all that, like there was a time and place where that really gave me a rush. Um, and, it's, right. and it still does, but it's much lower on the, on the priority list now in terms of like what, what makes me kind of happy. You know, I like going out to the store and I like seeing like those little executional things that make a big difference for the, for the business. And I think in our department in general, that's what really kind of makes people excited is like the nitty gritty and, Unlike advertising 
and I may ruffle a lot of feathers by saying this, it's, it's not always the big idea. Sometimes it's the execution. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that previously and, and just kind of elaborate a little bit more on, on what you mean by that. Well, it's kind of like when you go down to the store and you look at um, promotional signage, uh, the ye- yellow signs. Yeah. It took actually a process for us to actually think through and A-B test different messaging hierarchies on that sign. And is that sign like the most glamorous piece of communication? <laughs> it's not. You know, is it quote unquote high design? It's not. It's meant to be red. It's meant to be uh, a selling tool. And that arguably is like the most important piece of communication we have in the entire store. And so to me, I kind of had to have this like shift in terms of like beautiful design versus effective design. And I think that sign serves a purpose. And I think um, people, uh, creatives who come here, um, I think come to any uh, brand side job, you need to really be ready to embrace that and give that uh, a sense of value and rethinking in terms of like what design's role is. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I guess you could argue that if something is working, then it, then it's beautiful, right? Because if that's the, yeah. if that's the goal of the, of the, of the communication and it's working, no matter what you might think, I mean, it's, it, it is, it is beautiful. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, do something big and, and bold and crass, you know, there's that fine balance. Uh, sure. And, and it's, it's interesting. Like I had a conversation with a designer who worked on that. And to me, like, I would love to see something like that in someone's portfolio. If they walk, if they walk me through like the, the, the case that in terms of how it's driven sales in terms of thought process behind it. To, to me, that's like a sea change in terms of like what's book worthy, so to speak. Yeah. And, and I want to get into that in the, in the second half of our conversation, because I know you're kind of expanding and, and you're going to need to be bringing on some more people. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine that that is a shift, right? And, and probably the people that come in with that mindset um, are going to be excited about this role. But when, you know, your title now is Vice President Creative and Design at Whole Foods Market. Do you still, you're a creative director at heart, right? Or, yeah. or how, how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? As, as a creative now? Uh, it, has, it hasn't changed that much. You know, um, I'm really not that wrapped up in, in, in titles. Uh, to me, I think yep. the value is like uh, having a seat at the table with, you know, higher level strategic conversations. Not, not so much getting uh, into the nitty gritty of executional um, uh, workings day to day. But I, I still I still so, do love getting into the weeds, you know, when yeah, I can. I I can imagine. How would you do you have a good metaphor? I love metaphors <laughs> for how you see the role, right? Um do you have sort of a way of, of seeing it? Because again, I mean I can only imagine the scale that you're operating at, but you know, how do you see what you do? Um, how, you know, how would you describe it if somebody asked you on a you know, like yeah. what'd you do today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Since since I work at Whole Foods, I'll, I'll, I'll use a food analogy. It's kind of almost kind of like a sous chef. You know, yeah. you, you cut all these pieces, and you got to make sure they all they all fit across the entire course of the 
the meal. I'm not actually cooking anything, <laughs> you know, but I'm preparing everything and I have like a vision in terms of like how all the dishes are going to lay it out across the entire course of the dinner. I love it. I love it. That's great. I, I was reading something in your, in, um, in your, on your LinkedIn and it, and it caught my eye and you were, I think you were responding to somebody else's po post, but you said something that says, I don't care about what anything looks like until you can write down the idea simply in a single uh, sentence, which, which I love. And did that sort of lead you to this, this, this idea that you become known for, which is uh, called one plus one equals three. And I'll, I'll post a link to this, to this video. But is that, can you kind of explain how that's all sort of related? Sure. I, you know, I, I give all that credit to uh, way back to my education at Art Center, College of Design. I had a, uh, a design teacher, Roland Young, and it was really Roland who taught us all like the power of conceptual thinking. And I think in one of his classes, he kind of, he kind of mentioned that um, uh, a great design is, is not visual. It's, uh, it's more verbal, like tell me the idea. And if I get it, then it's a good idea. If I have to uh, look at it and judge it on the merits of its uh, aesthetics, then it's not a great idea. And you know, when I taught my ad classes, I, I literally stole that <laughs> philosophy of like, you know, before you put up anything on the wall, you know, write it on a post-it note as a single sentence. So I think the, the best designers are like, really good presenters of their work. They're actually pretty, pretty good writers because they can distill their concept to a single sentence. Do you think that that's a, is that something that you think is, um, is it missing in a lot of uh, folks that are, that are coming up? Are they missing that or are you seeing it? Cause I seem to find that um, it, it's, it's still something that I have to talk about a lot. Um, do you see people coming in with that skill set, or is that something that you have to kind of teach them along the way? I do. I mean, I, I think graduates now are hell of a smarter than we were. You know, they're, mm. they're coming in; they know everything. They know all. They know all the tools, and I think they know what they know what good ideas are. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that skill has been lost now. You know, if you're getting into the gritty, can you, if you're to pose a question like, are writers coming in with knowing the skill and the craft of writing, you know, succinct headlines or are art directors thinking visually? You know, I, I, I think, you know, that, that varies, you know, um, but at least the, the folks in our department who are fresh out of school, they're, they're smart, man. They get it top to bottom. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. And so you have, I mean, you, you're, you've been sort of an educator. You started a, um, I, I don't know how to best describe it. I guess it's sort of a, a portfolio mm -hmm. school or how would you describe mm -hmm. what, what you started with your, uh, yeah, the, with Austin creative. Yeah. Life? So I started that way back in 2011 and, uh, you know, I'm just being transparent now that, uh, since starting my job here at Whole Foods, you know, I pretty much in a way kind of like the school's somewhat dormant now when, the, when they, when, um, you know, the, the pandemic hit, um, I really pretty much shut it down. And frankly, I was just way too involved with my current gig to, to kind of keep that going. So, you know, I, I did it for eight years, got a lot of value out of it. Um, but I decided to kind of like embrace this for a while. 
Um, yeah. So back to your, your original question of um, how it, how I started it. Well, how, yes, but I also wanted to get into this, this, the, the one plus oh, okay. one equals three, Got because it. Got I it. just think it's, I just think it's so good. Oh, thank you. And I know that that was, um, and I know that that's, you know, sort of something that came out yeah. of that. Was that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that, that's something that, see, the, the goal of the school was to not really be um, a design school just for designers. I really felt that what's missing today is like an affordable place to give anyone who wants to learn the a technique in terms of idea generating um, to give them like a tool to do it. And so I, I really want to come up with a system, a simple like equation, if you will, to um, come up with solutions for problems. Um, and I wanted people to come in from all walks of life, whether you're coming in with a design background or not. In fact, a big proportion of students who came through had no design experience. Um, and a lot of their work is featured on the site. So uh, it's just a simple kind of left-brained math equation process, if you will, to come up with concepts. And if you if you uh, if you wouldn't mind breaking it down a little bit further, it starts with again going back to the words, mm -hmm. right? It's like the, and it and it just sort of proves your point on how yeah. you know the, the 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 language and the you know and the and the words can drive can and should mm -hmm. drive everything. Yeah. I think so, in a way, it's just like a simplified version of a mind map. You know, the, the, the basic idea is like, you know, define your problem in a single sentence. And yeah. uh, ideas are nothing more than just like the, 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 the crossroads between two disparate things that have no, um, no connection towards each other. And it's basically coming up with a list of each part of the, of the problem and then creating connections between the words on those two different lists. Right. And the one that really blew me away from uh, uh, from from the site, and I'm not going to do it justice, but I'm going to try. And again, I'll, I'll post a link to this is you had a student in there who I think you uh, I, I don't know what the prompt must have been, but she wanted to talk about sort of the the tension between, you know, sort of the American dream, right? And immigration. Oh, yeah. And she wrote yeah. and she wrote a beautiful sentence and I can't remember yeah. it. So I'll, I'll post it. But what she ended up creating was this really striking image of an apple yes. pie yes. with barbed wire yeah. carved in the yeah. top. You know, you know, when 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 you make an apple mm -hmm. pie, you usually put those little yeah. venting holes or yeah. whatever. And it was just like, what a powerful image. Yeah. And again, it came from finding that tension. Right. And, and writing down a bunch of words. And and getting to apple pie, yeah. right? It's as American as apple pie, right. and it's like, what is yeah. the what is the visual that that symbolizes you know immigration in our country right now? It's barbed wire, yeah. and and it just what a striking image, and that all that just that one image alone brought that whole your whole concept to life for me, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. I can't wait to use that. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you you think I loved yeah. that example too, um, because the interesting thing was that I think that was done, you know, a few years prior to you know Trump's. Ascension and little that yeah. we all, the little that I know that that would like, you know, really come back to kind of haunt us that that image. But uh, right, yeah, the, the the prompt for that assignment was, um, you know, make a statement about about immigration in America. And so, if you take the one plus one equals three solution, is like okay, you make your list about 
what it means to be American and make a list about what it means to be right. an immigrant and bring those two things together. And I think you know, the power of that, of that idea, yes, it was a great visual, but what I really loved was the fact that the student really tried um, approaching local bakers in Austin to like bake this yeah. pie and you sell the pie and the proceeds go to these organizations that help immigrants from Mexico. Yeah. So to me, I just, I just loved like the thinking behind that. And um, I remember that student didn't, didn't have any prior design experience. That's amazing. And, and that brings me back. And again, I apologize. I'm so excited that I'm just like <laughs> jumping around everywhere, yeah. but that brings me back to Roland yeah. Young, who I had never heard about until actually, I think Chris Doe, who mm-hmm. you also are, are kind of connected with uh, posted something. And then I saw your post about him. Um, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about him, and then I, yeah. I have a I have a question for you about about him. Sure. Uh, so Roland was in, in a legendary instructor at Art Center for decades, and uh, he he was the one instructor who kind of like I I would say changed the trajectory of my career because everything that I still practice today I I learned the fundamentals in his class and it was all about visual communication and. Uh, that's one of the core philosophies of our team here is like communication, not decoration. So if it's not, yeah, if it's not adding to the idea, it's not needed. Um, and Roland, he had so many quotes. One of my favorite ones was like, if you learn how to see, it doesn't matter what language you speak. Wow. And how many, so how, how many years did you study? with uh, him? I took maybe three classes with him. And then as I got closer to graduation, I would just, crash his class and just sit in the corner and just observe and listen you know yeah, yeah so he was a pretty amazing guy he wasn't you know he's definitely a flawed character but uh yeah. but his teachings were pretty incredible yeah so i went after after i saw those posts i went and looked up some of some videos that are posted on youtube mm-hmm. about him and and definitely was a character but i could see how you know he would he was he was he was pretty he could be pretty brutal no. but i could also see how you know, he he would inspire oh, yeah. you, right, to to dig yeah. deeper and and really um, get to what yeah. you were trying to well, say. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you know, we we've all had like teachers who would always tell us, you know, you need to be creative, come up with ideas. But not many, at least in my career or education, taught us how to do it. He taught he taught yeah. if he gave us like a system in terms of how to come up with visual ideas. So at, at you, you wrote a, a, a really beautiful post of, about him. And at the end, and I, I, I disagree with what you said at the end, you said that he, he might still say to you, I don't think, I don't know if you get it, Will, or what, I can't remember what, oh, your, he, what your line was, but you yeah, said. He, he, def- he definitely would have said that. <laughs> I don't know. I think I. I mean, you just going back <laughs> again a few minutes to a, a few minutes ago to you talking about, you know, yeah. The, the you know helping these students get to yeah. the the apple pie yeah. and the and the barbell. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I I think maybe you do get it. Well, I think you, you do get the, it. The last time I saw him, he was teaching at the Academy of Art in San Francisco, and I hadn't seen Roland in about you know, God, twenty something years, and I thought he would have like this big like embrace of me as a as like a peer now, and and the first thing he said to me was, "You got fat." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, he hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. And and 
so you have you've got a very you you've got a really nice way about you and and hopefully you take this in the right way but you've got kind of like this tiger woods energy to me you're very calm you're very but very very direct very uh, i think confident right you didn't adopt that i don't think you haven't adopted that style that he had of of really kind of you know uh that that delivery that he had do you think uh how would how would you describe your style of giving feedback to your team um I don't know, man. You know, there's so many great creative directors I've, I've worked with. I feel like for me, it's about just finding an, an, a nugget out of someone, not necessarily the work, but like finding what is someone's like superpower and like pulling, pulling that out of them. You know, yeah. I feel like, um, I, I think my philosophy of creative directing is kind of like, it's kind of like teaching. Um, if someone isn't like um, performing at a certain level for a certain task, where are they good? And then find out, you know, how to apply that to a certain project. You know, I think it's okay to be like a, a, a specialist and, a, and, and to have a superpower. You know, sometimes when you hear the notion of like, um, you've got to branch out and be really good at everything. I don't, I don't know if that applies to creatives. It's okay. It's okay no. to embrace your comfort zone and just be a master at that. Interesting. So then, you know, how do you, and I, and I like that idea. Sometimes, uh, you know, young creatives come up and they want to, you know, continue to sort of rise through the mm -hmm. ranks or however you want to, you want to mm -hmm. talk about it, but they don't, you get to a point where it's like, okay, well now you, you sort of have to lead people and you have to manage people and you have to be a creative director and they don't, they don't really, they don't really like that. Right. They want to be, they kind of want to stay in their, in their lane, which is good. But then there's that kind of like, some of them feel like, well, I'm, I'm not advancing. So how do you, you know, it's just kind of an interesting question of how you, you know, make them feel like they're still progressing, yeah. but they're, they're kind of focused in one yeah. area. I don't know. You know, it's, it's hard. I, I think there's a lot of like more qualified and seasoned um, creative directors who may have really good insight at that, you know, cause I, prior to this role, you know, I was a, I was a creative director. I didn't lead like a huge department like I do now. So I'm literally making, I'm making this shit up every day, you know, learning, <laughs> <laughs> learning by mistakes and everyone's different. Right. And, you know, one thing I have noticed is that, um, to me, sometimes it's not about the work, but it's about digging into what is fulfilling for each person and helping helping them articulate what is like long-term happiness for them and really having like that mm. honest conversation with themselves and knowing that, you know, if someone really says they want a promotion, is that really what they want, you know, or do they want um, just a bigger salary and, and while they're doing what they're doing, or do they really want just right. more creative at bats do they just want to be heard you know so i think right. a lot of times sometimes when people say that, that they really want something for their career what i try to do is like dig, dig, dig a little deeper and and just be more of yeah. a mentor and coach and just listen to you know how that um how that fits in with their overall life in terms of how to define happiness for themselves not just for their career but like you know, long-term happiness. 
So I think short-term happiness, like awards and projects, that's all, it's good, man, but that's all, it's junk food. Right. It's not going to, it's not going to satisfy you. Yeah. And that's oftentimes what I tell folks is like, you know, my, my, my real job is to help you as, you know, as a, as a creative person, get to where you want to be, right. Whether it's with me for, you know, the next five years or forever, or whether you're here and you want to, you know, do this type of work and then, you know, you want to move on to something else. I, you know, my goal is to try to help get you there. But I, yeah. I, I do agree with you with what you're saying about everybody. Actually, when you dig deeper, they do have different. Um, there are things that are going to they, they miss they misinterpret what they really want. Right. It could be like, well, they just really want more money or they just want more recognition or some people do want a promotion and they are ready mm -hmm. for that challenge. But sometimes it's kind of hard and, and we forget, right, to dig a little bit deeper and ask more questions of what they really of what they really want. Absolutely. I mean, one of the best letters, emails that I ever got when I was teaching my high school is one of my instructors who she'd taken three classes trying to build her book as a as a copywriter and she'd done great stuff like great work and she quit the program because you know she said going through these courses it, it made her realize like her true passion was to kind of jump off the deep end and try to write a novel and so she she wow. quit the program and to me it was like the best thing i could have ever read man you know because it's like if, if i had a tiny little piece in terms of helping her realize her true long-term passion then been great. I think like, I think it's a mistake. Um, even when I think back to my time at Art Center, there was this preconceived notion of what success was. And that was kind of like thrust upon you, right? You come out of art school and you got to work at these, you got to have your top 10 list of agencies where you want to work for design firms or, or whatever. And if you don't yeah. make it there, then you're not that good, you know, or you're a hack. And blah blah blah, and I think the same could have been said a few years ago about going over to the to the brand side. But to me, yeah. like I had so many instruct, I had so many te um, uh, students who came through, and, and one person I'm thinking of now is like she, she was a single mom at the time, and she said I had my d degree in design, I never fully practiced it because you know we had kids, and I'm at that stage in my life now where you know I want a nine to five job doing production, you know, in house somewhere, so I can at least kind of like scratch that itch. And to me, it's like, okay, great. Well, then let's get you there. And it's not, it's not for me to judge whether or not, you know, I should push you further to do something more, you know, creative. But if you have that like clarity in terms of like, what's going to give you long-term value, then it's my job as a teacher or as a creative director now is to get you there. And you tell me what's going to make you happy. And it's my job to get you there. It's not for me to decide like what success should be for you. Yeah. And I and I want to uh, we'll take a break here in a little bit and talk about you know that 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 difference of of the brand side and what that takes. But let me ask you this question: I'm going to turn the yeah. tables on you. Yeah. What is the itch? What is the itch that you still have? What is the itch that you still have that that you want to scratch? Mm -hmm. Or you know, and and are you getting it scratched, or is there still things that you want to do at your you know at this with this yeah. role? Uh, and there's a lot, you know. Uh, a big responsibility just dropped into our laps recently, and to me, that's that's an enormous itch that I need to that I need to scratch. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, I, I still love teaching. You know, um, 
And I find when I sit in meetings where I'm not doing that, that doesn't give you as much value. It's important to my job and the business. But, uh, you know, um, someday I would love to go back to teaching and, and just focus yeah. on that. Yeah. But I imagine that, you know, that you that you're probably teaching along the way, right? You're you're teaching along the way as as you go, probably on a daily basis without even knowing it. Would you would you say that that might be true? Uh, I don't know. I probably better to ask the creatives than me. <laughs> um, maybe yeah. I, I hope well, so, you know, but it's not, it's not the same as being in the classroom because because you're yeah. dealing with, you know, uh, when you're in a classroom setting, you're people you're, you're working with people who haven't like really started their careers yet um which is what i always loved you know to to see that aha moment from someone who actually doesn't even know how to come up with ideas to learning how to come up with ideas to me that was like the big rush that i really loved uh, and, and enjoyed that's cool that's awesome all right let's take a sure. quick break and we'll be back with more from will chow We're back with uh, more from Will Chow. Like you, you just you just blew my mind during the break here because you just uh, sort of casually mentioned, oh yeah, I'm going to be overseeing Amazon Fresh now too. And it's like, whoa, my <laughs> gosh, your operation is yeah. getting is getting even even bigger. Tell yeah. tell us about that. Yeah. So you know, for the past five years, I overseed, um, I oversaw Whole Foods Market. That's our that's our brand. Um, we're obviously owned by Amazon. And so recently an additional responsibility is being um, passed over to our team is to oversee the, the brand of Amazon Fresh stores. So Amazon Fresh, you know, lives online, but there's also brick and mortar grocery stores. Yeah. So that's going to kind of like come into the fold of our team's responsibility. So I'm currently staffing up basically for, for another um, uh, creative team to service that account. That's that's awesome. And so you have had a great experience going from the agency side um, to to the brand side. Right. And you've come to love the detail like you talk about. So what could people expect, you know, if if they were to come over or what maybe what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. You know, what what would you be looking for as you staff up this mm -hmm. team? Like, what is it that? Mm -hmm. You really are, are looking to sort of fill. I think if you're coming over from from the agency side, I think everything that you've created in terms of like big national campaigns, that's really important. That's also about 25% of what we do. So yeah. I think like a lot of the work that historically that has been deemed not as not as glamorous or as book worthy, that stuff counts. Yeah. So even if it's like, you know, rewriting you know, side panel copy for for packaging like that counts because that's the brand, that's the brand voice. You know, if you feel like you can come up with uh, a, a solution to um, help someone navigate a shopping experience in a retail environment, that counts. You know, wayfinding signage. So everything along like the customer journey is really important. It could be an app design for ordering. Um, it, it could be yeah. an email. It could be a different um, definition of what it means to send a weekly promotional email 
that's important. So it's really like the, the nitty gritty. And to me, as an example, sometimes when I read through LinkedIn, you know, I can clearly see like agency folks who have embraced like the realities of what's or what's it working like on a brand side and find true value on that versus, you know, sometimes I see posts about people lamenting, oh, the heydays of advertising are dead and all that. And I'm like, well, you got that mindset, you're going to be dead. You know? <laughs> right. Right. And, and so, you know, the people that are probably going to stand out are the people that get excited about those things. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's okay. Like you said, it's okay to, you know, want to get excited about big campaigns, yeah. but you're probably looking for people that are going to get excited about these, these details. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I, I will, I will confess that sometimes I beat myself up about, you know, sometimes I feel like, well, I haven't done really, really big campaigns. I've done a lot of amazing, you know, big experiential things, mm-hmm. but it's not the same, mm-hmm. right? And you beat yourself up over that. And then you'll talk to somebody else who will say the opposite, like, well, I've done that, but I've never done yeah. what you do. And I really want to get into that. And it's kind of yeah. like, it's always sort of the grass is always greener. In it a- is. And maybe it's not really fair, you know, for me to sit here and say, you know, big brand campaigns aren't as important anymore. Cause I don't think I could have done this job 10 years ago. You know, I was, I was, I wasn't ready for it. You know, I, I still love that kind of work, you know, big campaigns and, you know, big TV spots and, and all that. And, um, I think I just, I came into this job at a point in, in my life where I was just ready for something different, a different kind of creative challenge. Yeah. And I got to imagine there's incredible upside to being, you know, this, this internal group, right. In, in terms of freedom, uh, in terms of maybe, um, maybe less external stakeholders. I don't know. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that upside? Is, as, there, is there more freedom? I was hoping you were going to tell me it's like, no, man, it's just as hard. I mean, you know, yeah, really? because you know, we have internal, you know, we call them stakeholders and it's yeah. no different from being on agency. We have clients, right? So we can, it's our job to come up with the creative solutions. Right. But ultimately it's going yeah. to get approved or it's not going to get approved. You know, uh, I can approve work up to a certain point, but I'm not the one who, who pulls the green light in terms of what's going to run, you know, uh, whether it's down on the store or, or on air. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and do you feel um, in terms of exploring and, and you know, really pushing the the boundaries. How is how is that? Obviously, like you said, it's still gonna has to get approved mm-hmm. or not. But is there you know, can you can you push? Can you push? I, I think it's it's not so much about pushing the boundaries, but it's it's like um, really having a razor sharp focus in terms of what our brand personality is, and coming up with like smart work that fits into that definition of what it means to be Whole Foods versus something that's edgy and pushing i've seen a lot of work that pushes the boundaries that that is edgy and i've killed it myself because it doesn't feel like whole foods yeah how does the you know it's such a strong brand right and you get an instant idea of of what it is how does that factor into you know your daily operations right in terms of 
it's the North star, right? But how do you, how do you sort of keep everybody in line with that and moving towards that and living within sort of the, the, the mind space of yeah. Whole Foods, if that makes any yeah. sense? Um, I think everyone who works here has like a pretty clear vision in terms of like the brand tone, how it should make you feel, you know? Um, and once we have like a, a pretty clear uh, vision in terms of what that emotion is for whole foods, that optimistic, you know, uh, work that gives you a little more spring in your step. Um, then I think it's, it's okay to kind of expand our, our brand guidelines, if you will, you know, it's just like learning how you got to learn how to draw first before you can kind of break the, break the rules within, within reason. Yeah. And what I'm just curious, this is now me getting it super into the weeds because I love talking about yeah. this stuff. But as the world changes, right, and especially shopping, I mean, think about the the, the huge shifts that have happened in shopping, mm -hmm. right? Like from Instacart to, I mean, I've I've there's a there's a Amazon Fresh store nearby mm -hmm. that. Honestly, I don't go to enough, but every time I go there, I love it because I just scan this, you know, I just get, use my cart yeah. to scan and then I'm, I'm out Dash the door. Cart, yeah. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. But what channels, I'm just curious, what channels are, you know, are there certain channels that are kind of rising above the others in terms of what's really driving sales? Obviously the in-store is super mm -hmm. important, right? Because once you get in there, you have sort of a captive mm -hmm. audience, but, um, you know, so is it social? Is it, what is it that you're finding? And and by the way, sort of a related question or a related comment, you know, the, the whole campaign with the, and I, the guy's name escapes me, but the, the guy that does the stencils, Pretty... that all came from, from a, from a, from a, from a, uh, a digital, a social guy, yeah. right? A social influencer. Yeah. Rudy Willingham. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I came across his work of all places on LinkedIn about a year ago, over a year ago. He did this like tribute video yeah. to Kobe Bryant. And I, I saw that and I thought, man, there's a Whole Foods campaign in there somewhere. Cause it just felt like us. And um, I reached out to him uh, when a TV assignment came up and told him about it. And yeah. first thing he did was laugh at me because I saw it on LinkedIn <laughs> all places versus yeah. like TikTok. Yeah. But he was right, a really, right. really cool guy. Like really, you know, nice guy. And we hit it off and we decided to work together on, on a campaign. But I think, you know, back to your question of like, are there um, certain channels that are leading to more sales? I don't know the exact breakdown of the numbers, but I think it's a little bit of everything. You know, obviously social is extremely important. You know, you know, TikTok and these, like these new platforms that are, that are rising. I think that it's like crazy exciting, you know? Um, I'm not a TikTok master by any means. You know, I go on once in a while. Um, and I'm perpetually surprised by what's coming up in my feed because I think it says a lot about me. <laughs> it says a lot of dark things yeah. about me. But, <laughs> but do you does whole does Whole Foods have a TikTok presence? We just started. We just started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I think you know. Wow. That's, that's at least for Whole Foods. At the end of the day, like you know, ecom and you know all that is really important when it comes to like you know delivery. I think you know it's huge. Obviously, in the past past couple of years. Uh, I think at the end of the day, like the magic of Whole Foods is always going to be that store experience of walking in, you know, uh, I feel like if we've done our jobs right, you know, shopping at Whole Foods is not a, it's not a chore. It's not something you check off. Yes, it's something you got to do on Sunday mornings, but uh, 
I don't know, man. I think there's some truth to the cliche of like people in yoga pants and stuff. You know, I kind of yeah. I'm terrified of the day where we're not, where we're not uh, we're not victims of that cliche. Well, I mean, I there's definitely and there's only a few retail destinations that have that same thing, right? And I would say Target mm-hmm. is one yeah. of them, right? It's like I'm making a Target. It's a it's a specific yeah. thing. I'm I'm doing a Trader Joe's. Yeah. Right. And I would say Whole Foods is another is another one where you, you know, you, you sort mm-hmm. of get it instantly. Right. And it's 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 its own thing. Right. It's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to go through. I'm probably going to sample some yeah. things that are really <laughs> good. And right. and it's a really I mean, I can find, you know, any number of things and they're going to everything's going to be super yeah. high end and the store's going to be clean and I can go and grab yeah. a slice of pizza from the. Well, here's know, it's definitely. A well, here's the thing, though, and this is where it kind of sound like a like a company, man. But it's like the the opportunity is for people to understand that, um, yes, we have like, you know, standards that are untouchable in terms of like, you know, you know, hundreds of ingredients that we ban. Right. Um, But with 365, our kind of value house brand, like we have an option for everything that you want to indulge in. So like if I want Oreos, but I don't want to I don't want to you know ingest a lot of the stuff that's in it. You know, we, we've got a version yeah. of that at Whole Foods. And I told my sister that recently, and right. it was kind of an aha moment for her. Because she, she, her yeah. thing has always been like, ah, oh, I go to Whole Foods for my, you know, my produce and meat and seafood, but I got to go to, you know, Vaughn's or, or Ralph's to get my right. brother-in-law his cookies. And I always tell right. her, no, come to Whole Foods. We've got a version of that. It just doesn't have all the crap that's yeah. in it. Yeah. And it's cheap. It's affordable. Yeah. Uh, I, I I definitely will need to check that out. Go, going back to I, I, this, just hit me about you know I was I, it sounded sort of incongruous at first, you know Whole Whole Foods on TikTok, but as I think about it now and I say it out loud, I mean it makes so much sense, right? Because all those videos are about, or many of them, at least the ones that I see, right, on Instagram and TikTok are I get sucked into these cooking videos <laughs> and these right. you know like like right. like these hacks right. and all right. that. So it seems like it does make total sense, and I and I am I'm curious to see what you guys will will do yeah. with it. Absolutely, like I, you know, I, I love uh, all those videos that you talk about in terms of like, you know, helping people with you know information. And to me, that's like, right, that's the evolving new you know frontier. It's not just you know big paid TV spots. You know, just yeah. give me something that's helpful that I can. That that entertains me and teaches me something, you know how to cut a pineapple. Right. De- how do you do that? Boom. Yeah, De- demotainment or there's, there's right. some there's some <laughs> word for it that sometimes right. people use. Now, what about the um, what about the pace of it all though? I mean, it 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 I imagine that it's that it can get a little bit oh, yeah, you know um, taxing, but it's not. How do you combat it, that? Or it's, it's crazy, you know. I, I think every creative here at any particular time has at least, you know, 10 things on their plate that they're juggling. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. It's hard day to day, but you know, there, there are no ping pong tables here. There's no foosball tables. Yeah. There's no, you know, none of that. People have that. There's fire coming out of keyboards every day. Um, yeah. But you know, people here are pretty chill, you know, despite the pace of our business. And, and I'll be honest, man, I've been here five years and, I personally have worked four weekends with creatives. That's great. And that's, I mean, that's a testament again, 
um, you know, you, I talk about this in, in my book, right. It's like, we all have that. We all have that. Uh, uh, I almost call it a meme now because it's like that idea, right. Of the, of the ad agency and there's a foosball table and there's people riding around on scooters (laughs) and all that, you know, and all that stuff. Right. right? Which is like, well, man, I want to work at that place. But if you don't have a place that is safe in terms of a, a place that's it's safe to contribute ideas, it's safe to say, hey, I got to pick up my kids at 3.30. I, I can't make that meeting or can you cover yeah. for me? All that other stuff is just is just bullshit, right? It's like if you don't have a place where, you know, where yeah. you know that working the weekends is going to be uh it might it might happen every once in a while but it, let's try to make it the exception to the rule that's the kind of stuff that makes a uh a, a, you know a workplace good right yeah absolutely i mean you know i don't know i'm talking of those sides of my another but other time time in my career you know where i loved working late i love the camaraderie of mm-hmm. you biz pitches of like i have lifelong friends you know going back 20 years and i remember you know working at two in the yeah. morning getting getting stuff yeah. ready and, and all that so i, I don't want to say like there wasn't like value in that it's a lot of dear friends sure. um but you know at least in my stage now looking back and talking to a lot of my friends it's like man a lot of that wasn't worth it a lot of that just wasn't efficient use of time <laughs> you know? yeah i remember missing some of my kids birthdays but i don't remember why i don't remember those meetings yeah yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So I, I don't even know if I prepared you for this one, but I think you've listened to a couple of episodes. Yeah. So it, we've we've come to that point in the in the show where we have to pay off the title. Uh-oh. You know, confession confessions of a, a creative mm-hmm. director. So if if you had to confess something or get something off off your your chest that you've been carrying around all oh, these man. years, it's like creative. It's like creative director oh, therapy. Man. Now's now's your chance. I've had to confess something all these years. Uh, I've lied in a lot of new business presentations. <laughs> my anecdotal story of my aha moment, why I love your brand, is all made up. <laughs> what? Say it isn't, say it's not, say that's not true. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, how do you... That's hilarious. That is hilarious because I know I've I've done that. I've done that as well. And that's got to be a benefit too of working, you know, on the brand side. Is not having to do RFPs and and pitches oh, and God. all that. Yeah, yeah, oh right, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it, that is funny, right? Because you have to really, you have to really craft these these uh, these little these little stories, mm-hmm. right? And I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta imagine that they, that some folks know on the other side, or maybe not. Maybe they, maybe they believe it. I mean, I, I will say now, talking out of the other side of my mouth, there have been times where you know I really have meant it, right, and have been so passionate about some brand, and then you just don't, you know, after all that work and all that passion, you just can't get across the finish line, and they end up going with, you know, some other agency yeah. that you know, was bigger, had a better book. And Cheaper. It's like, no, we were the ones that really, yeah, we were the ones that really loved your brand for, for reals, yeah. you know, and you still don't yeah. get it. Well, it's funny, you know, thinking back now of all the new business pitches that I've 
been involved in. And I don't know. It's I, I think it's a little presumptuous for any agency, and I've done this in my past, going into a new biz pitch and saying, here's, here's what we feel about your brand. It's like, man, you don't know the first thing about a brand <laughs> during a pitch. You can't expect to. It's not realistic. Yeah. Now, I'm just out of curiosity, where you where you sit now, does that ever come into play? You don't have other, I mean, it seems like you're, you have everything there in-house, but is there ever situations where people are coming to pitch to you? No, right? We work with um, outside firms periodically, you know, on, on, okay. on projects. Um, we don't, yeah. you know, we don't ask anyone to do work off spec. We don't believe in that. You know, you work yeah. on something, you get paid for it. Right. So now that so that now that you've been on that other side, I mean, it's you do you still sometimes get that from the other, you know. Now that you're sitting there, you get that like, hey, you don't, you don't know, you don't know our brand, or you know, how do you uh, you cut them some do you cut them some slack? <laughs> no, no, what, what it's like. It's not so much that. It's like it's getting the old. Uh, let us show you a peek behind the curtain. It's it's kind yeah. of that. And for me, it's kind of like, yeah, I've been behind the curtain. I've seen it. Just, just get on with it. <laughs> I don't need, yeah, I, I don't need the song and the... dance. Just, just show me the work. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I could, I could keep talking to you all night here, but so what, what do you, I'm just curious. Uh, and I think I know the answer because you've talked about it a little bit mm -hmm. ago, but what is the thing that gets you really excited? Is it the insight? Is it the, you know, is it the, 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 the final uh, idea or what is it that if you only could have one? Well, I think it's be? embracing, embracing all the little wins and let going the big ones. So I've talked about, you know, us rebranding our 365 brand in a store um, and, and being totally honest, it's like, yes, that's amazing to go down to the store and, and see like the fruits of all of our labor. But I think through all, all the different touch points were like a designer, you know, hit a wall and just came up with a, a little solution to something. Those happen every day. And to me, I try to like find value in that more, more the, the process and the journey versus like putting value on like the ultimate thing, whether it be the launch of the product or an award or, or any of that stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a, I think that's a good place to, to end the show. Um, I really appreciate you making the time to be uh, on it. I know it took us a while to get it going, but it, it was totally worth it uh, on my end. So hopefully you had oh, a good great. time and so much fun. Yeah. And yeah. And I, and I'm sure hopefully, you know, you're going to get tons and tons of uh, people reaching out because I know just in, in our brief, interactions i can't you know i, I got to believe that it's a great experience working for you and you know working alongside of you so hopefully lots of people hear this this message and and uh uh want to come work for you myself included you might you might get my you might get my you might get my i might slip my resume in there uh but no uh thanks thanks a lot will i really appreciate it and let's keep in touch let's keep uh chatting i really enjoyed our no, conversation thank you Jaime. i i appreciate it here likewise and 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 kudos to you for, for doing what you're doing because, you know, I know there's a lot of conversation about this, the state of advertising, you know, and all that, but, it, but it's good that you're, you're cutting it right through and, and giving people just a voice. And I think it just keeps people inspired. So 
keep on yeah, doing it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. And, 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 and sort of now it's going to turn into a love fest, but similar to you, you know, I just want to, I want to be helpful and I want to, and I want to teach people and uh, you know, whatever it is that I have to teach, obviously I'm not, you know, if, if I was the end all be all, I'd be a billionaire. Right. But <laughs> yeah. If I yeah. can, if I can impart something that I've learned and, and save somebody a little bit of some heartbreak or, you know, teach them something, um, I'm open to that. And to that point, if you get your school back online, I would love to, uh, I would love to oh, appreciate in that. that. Um, that's so you, at some point it'll happen right now. It's just got a, it's got an out of date, uh, uh, date on the homepage. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Will. We'll talk soon. And there you have it, folks. Thanks to my special guest, Will Chow. Uh, thanks, Will, for rolling with all my uh, madness and, and connection making and going back and forth. So thanks for hanging uh, with me. I was super excited to talk to you, as you can tell. And uh, yeah, I think it was a great conversation. I hope you uh, took a lot from that. And if you take nothing else away from that episode, if you're someone who's looking to work with a great creative leader, uh, hit Will up because I know he is expanding his team, as he mentioned, to um, you know tackle the Amazon Fresh business in addition to all the Whole Foods stuff. So if you're somebody who wants to work with an inspirational person who is just, I mentioned it on the show, right? He's he's got a very kind of calm but very confident demeanor. He's the Tiger Woods of a creative director. So uh, reach out to him and uh, maybe you'd be lucky enough to work for him. But uh, all right, that's going to do it for now. Again, the book is dropping November 25th. Keep an eye out for that uh, on Amazon. What's the big idea? An indispensable guide to becoming a kick-ass creative director by yours truly. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. And until next time, peace, love, and creativity. Do your job, but could you make the logo bigger? Bigger, bigger, make it bigger.